What have you said? What have you done? And just put it in a song. So anyway, uh, we're just going to take a few minutes and look at Proverbs chapter 31. It is the classic passage on wives and mothers and women in general. So I encourage you to uh, turn there, Proverbs 31, starting at verse 10. Um, This, if you look at it, is an idealized view of motherhood, of a wife, of women. I believe it is. It's also a realistic view, as well as a target to aim toward, and something to remind us of what the worth of women, mothers, and wives are. It starts out and makes it very clear that they're priceless, productive, prepared, profitable, powerful, and they should be praised. So moms, we praise you. Uh, Without moms, uh, I can't imagine what families and children would grow up like if they didn't have a mom. Uh, It just astounds me to even try to think about that. But I'm going to start with the end and then go back kind of backwards because in Proverbs 31, uh, the last verse says, An excellent wife who can find her worth is far above jewels. There is no payment. I know over the years people have put those lists together and said, you know, doing laundry, running errands, uh, cooking food, you know, they put down chefs and, you know, they'd have this that no husband could ever afford to have a wife if you put it all down and, and you know, figured it all out by numbers, by money. Point is, moms don't do it because of that. They do it because they choose to. And we need to recognize that. And I'm thankful for whoever it was that started Mother's Day to take the time to set aside and see realistically what is done by our mothers. Without a doubt, the Bible expects the husband to be the leader, the head, and take the lead. But here's what I also know, and according to this passage... He cannot do what God asked him to do if the wife is not behind him and helping him. He can't raise his kids. He can't do his job. He cannot have the public uh, impact that he should have if his wife is not behind him. And that is really clear as we look through this. Verse 11 says this, The heart of her husband trusts in her. And he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. One of the things that you've heard is uh, said that the husband is the head of the wife, the head of the family. But the wife is the neck that turns the head. And I don't necessarily disagree with that because I know that I couldn't be a pastor if my wife was not behind it. Because there are a lot of sacrifices you make over the years and things where you say, hey, I won't be home. Uh, I need to go do something right now. It's an emergency. You couldn't do that if your wife wasn't behind it. You couldn't raise your children if your wife, their mother, 
was not behind you in helping you to carry that out. Here it's basically saying that the husband can do those things that are above the norm, not just make a living, but actually have a public position in the gates. Now, we don't know if he was a judge or a king or whatever it was, but those that were in the gates were those that sat inside the city wall, and they were the ones that we would call politicians or judges who set the tone for the city. Well, if you have to be home and you have to do all the things at home and your wife's not behind you, you cannot reach out. Whether it's a pastor, whether it's a politician, whether it's just going above and beyond and helping other people. You can't do that if your wife is not behind you. Here it says that she does him good all his life. She is not a liability. In fact, is she is the one that makes it possible for her husband to do what he needs to do in this world. Wives and mothers are productive. Verse 13, she looks for wool and flax. She works with her hands in delight. She's not a complainer. She is doing what she does because, and I like what Peter did here, is, moms, what do you do because you simply love your family? I believe that fits this. She works with her hands in delight. She is like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar, whether it's giant or carns or wherever it is, or she grows a garden and cans it. It doesn't matter. It all requires her to put in the time and the work. She gives food to her household and portions to her neighbors. She considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is not simply there. One of the things that happened probably 30, 40 years ago, it's like moms are not allowed to do anything. They, by the way, I'm not against this. Moms, can you can stay home and be a housewife and raise your children and not have a job and not do any other business or any of those things. You can, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But this doesn't let it right there. It says she is doing some things that are above and beyond just taking care of her household. This lady is not lazy. She is out there doing things. She's considering a field. She's doing business. She's planting a vineyard. I don't know about you, uh, but when you talk about moms, my wife and I still agree to this day, and that doesn't mean other women don't work hard, but my mom was probably the hardest working person I've ever met. My wife says exactly the same thing. And if you saw her knuckles by the time she was 75 or 80, I mean, her knuckles were twice the size of the rest of her fingers because of the arthritis. Never slowed her down. In fact, is she would get up every morning with my dad to milk the cows at quarter of five. She would be working the whole way till seven o'clock. And my brothers and I, we would laugh about this and make a joke about it because when she was done with the dishes for supper, she would sit down to read the newspaper. That lasted for about 45 seconds. 
because after that, we, the joke was that she reads the newspaper through her eyelids because she would fall, she would sit down and almost immediately fall asleep um, sitting there at the kitchen table. I've learned that from her. One of the characteristics I learned from my mom is I can sleep anytime, anywhere for any reason. I got that directly from my mom because she could just do that. But she worked and helped my dad and made it possible. My brothers and I, when we were teenagers, we would say, Mom, and this is not disrespectful. She would be out there thinking she had to be out there working. And we knew how much she worked. We said, Mom, just go in the house. We can handle this. She would not listen to us. She thought she had to be there and be working, uh, and she did that. In fact, and I may have used this before, but my mom passing away was not the biggest jolt in my life dealing with my mom. The biggest jolt was that probably five years ago or so, uh, my siblings and I went to my parents' house they had let the, let the bushes and the trees and all that kind of stuff kind of get out of control. So we had a family work day. Um, my one brother and I, we brought our skid loaders and we had our chainsaws and uh, shovels and rakes. And um, I mean, we hedge trimmers. We had everything you could think of, mowing the yard, everything. Uh, and we got there and for the first time in my life, when everyone else was working, my mom was actually sitting on a chair on the front porch. And all she did was answer questions if we wanted to know, what do you want to, us to do with that? That was a shock. Because I had never seen that before. She would be the first one working and the last one working. You know, I know other moms work also. Um, but I, I, that's the one I know. That's the one I'm familiar with. And I appreciate that. I know my wife makes it possible that I can be a pastor and she works hard too. Um, and I appreciate all moms what you do. I do not want to put up with... I'm okay when it's adults and maybe teenagers. But those little screaming meanies, I am so glad that I have a wife that was able to take care of that. And occasionally it would be, wait till your dad comes home. And I had to deal with that. But you know what? I really appreciate that. The hard work that mom's put in. And verse 31 says, give her the product of her hands. Let her works praise her in the gates. Guys, that one's for you. Remember, the husband is the one who's in the gates. Well, if she's going to be praised in the gates, why is she being praised in the gates? That's because her husband recognizes it and tells everyone else what a great wife he has, what a great mother she is. Guys, do not underestimate a word of encouragement in that direction that, to your wives. It goes on to say in verse uh, 17, she girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She senses that her gain is good. Her lamp doesn't go out at night. 
one of the things that I find today, and this is a horrible thing about our culture, is that women have a really bad sense of self-worth and value. It's because that it's like, well, if you're not some professional or doing something like that, and again, nothing wrong with that. It's just, if you're not doing that, you're less than. Not true at all. Moms, wives, if whatever you're doing, understand that you are serving not only your family, but you're doing what God asked you to do. And what you do is valuable. Never, ever think that I don't do what somebody else does and that makes me less valuable. That is simply not true. It goes on to say that she not only looks out for her own, her family, her husband, but verse 20 says she extends her hand to the poor and stretches out her hands to the needy. Above and beyond. It's amazing what our wives and our mothers do. That not only do they deal with us and our children, but they reach out and even go beyond that. Seems like she had her own business also. Verse 24, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts to the tradesmen. Uh, She smiles at the future because... She has done what God asked her to do and what was before her. And verse 26, this is one where I believe mothers excel. She opens her mouth in wisdom. The teaching of kindness is on her tongue. One of the things that my mom would say is, you know what, if you boys are going to wrestle in the house... Get out, go out in the barn and wrestle. And then she would grab the coal shovel. Now, we had one room in the house that was heated, and it was heated by the kitchen stove, and it was coal. And there was a coal shovel in there. I still can hear the ring of a coal shovel when it hits you, when you haven't moved, when she told you to quit it. Uh, it would, she'd come running after She wasn't as fast as we were. But the shovel reached a little further. You hear the ding off the end of your elbow. Uh, but you know what? It's like, hey, you're not going to do this. You're not going to act that way. You're not going to have that attitude. You're not going to use those words. The teaching of wisdom. Let's face it. Long before any pastor, long before any school teacher or anybody else has taught our children wisdom, It's moms. They're the ones that are there. Not only all day, but in the middle of the night. They're the ones teaching the wisdom. We need to remind them how thankful we are for what they do. Notice the teaching of kindness. It's the mom who says, you know what? Be nice. You know, dads are like, oh, well, get over it. You know, mom's like, no, no, be nice. You don't hit your sister. You don't, you don't, you know, do those kinds of things and you don't have that bad attitude. That's what moms do. They do a much, much better job than we do. And then it goes on to say in 20 and 21, she's not afraid of the snow for her household. For all her households are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen 
and purple. She works above the minimum. And she doesn't have to be concerned about, have I done my job? Because she does work at a much higher level. Now, this is the one for Mother's Day. Verse 28, look at it. Her children rise up and bless her. Her husband also. And he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Notice, it's her children rise up and bless her. Very seldom do our children think about what a privilege they have to have a mother who has been there to teach them wisdom, to help them, to feed them, to clothe them, to just raise them until they rise up. It's only later when we look back and realize how much our mothers have done for us. And a lot of times it's almost when it's too late. And I encourage you, if your mother's still living, Give her a call today and thank her for what she's done. If you're a young person that's here and we got them all here, you know, go home and say, Mom, thank you for whatever it is. You've already, Peter already got you going in that direction. But you've probably thought of a few more things since that. Tell Mom. And guys, tell your wives how much you appreciate what they do. He ends with this. He says, You know, charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, let's face it, nothing wrong with those things. Uh, God did a great job in creating women, um, and we appreciate that. But the woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands. Let her works praise her in the gates. That means you are actively speaking up. And letting everyone else know how much you appreciate your wife, the mother of your children, or your own mother. Just a challenge. The old saying was that God couldn't be everywhere, so he created mothers. I know that's not biblical, but it sure has a lot of sense to it. Let's all stand together as we close. Father, thank you so much for the families that you've given us, and especially today, we honor those that are mothers and wives. Those who were our very first teachers, the very first ones that nurtured us and cared for us. We thank you for giving them to us. And I pray we would never take that for granted, but we would let others know how much we appreciate them. And that they would know their value, their importance that they have in everyone's life. Lord, thank you so much for reminding us of this this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless. Go with God and tell your mother you love her.